Father, we come to you this morning and ask that you would just make your presence known to us here this morning, Lord. Be personal to each and every one of us as we open your word and see truths and principles that you've laid out for us, Lord. May they land directly on each and every one of us. Lord, I just lift up our prayer request. You know each and every need. Lord, I just pray that you would just deal with each and every one of those circumstances and draw each and every one of those individuals near to you. Lord, let them lean on you in their time of need. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If you will, turn with me this morning to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28. And, uh, I uh, I don't know if any of you, I've shared it a few times, but uh, I don't know if any of you have ever heard with Coffee with the Colonel on, on uh, Facebook, but Steve Friscup, who is a pastor in West Texas, and he's also a horse auctioneer. Anyway, every morning he does a, a little talk, devotional thing on Facebook, and <coughs> He, he brought this this passage out this week and it really it really really is profound and I, I think it's worth us revisiting it's been a while since probably any of us have read it maybe not but turn me up is that test 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 Anyway, he's, he, uh, he brought this passage out, and I uh, wasn't, it wasn't near all of it, but I went back and this week and was, was reading it, and it really, I think it's, it's worth us revisiting this morning, and it's, uh, it's about obedience. And Moses is talking to the, the nation of Israel, and He's, he's telling them, he's basically giving them a choice or put, laying out a choice for them and telling them, listen, if, you're, if you be obedient to God, you're going to be blessed. And if you're disobedient, you're going to be cursed. And I think we can, we can look at our own situation in our nation and line this scripture up exactly with the people of today. If we want to be blessed as a nation, we've got to be obedient to God and the things of God. And when this nation was founded, it was founded on godly principles. And as time has gone on, we have strayed as a nation from those principles. And you can see, if you look back from time, over time, the hand of God being restrained and removed, in my opinion. Well, the same thing applies to us individually and with our families. If we want to be blessed, we've got to be obedient to God's word and his principles. And if, if, if we're not, 
the opposite effect is going to take place on our families and in our lives. And, and that's, that's what I want to focus here on this morning. So, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God, uh, Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, pretty, pretty cut and dried there in those first two verses, isn't it? He says to him, he says, if you diligently obey the things that God has told you, I'm going to set you up above all nations. And if all and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the... He, you, you don't even have to ask for them, he's saying. He said, God's going to pour these things out on you just because you're being obedient to the Word of God and what He knows. What you know that, that he's, he's, he's commanded us to be and do. You don't have to ask for them. I don't know. Surely, you, you, you can testify to, to a time in your life, maybe even now, that, that when, when you realized and repented that there was something wrong in your life, and, and, and you got right and got, got, the, got back in line with, with God's word, did you just not start getting blessed? Did he just not start blessing you unconditionally? The same principle that he's talking to Israel about right here applies to us individually. If we will be obedient to God's word and, and, and do what we know to do according to his word, and be what we're, we're supposed to be walking in Him. You're going to be blessed. Now, I'm not. You're, you're still going. You're still going to have trials and tribulations because He's growing us. There's blessings that come through those. We should look at those as blessings. You say, "That's not easy to do." No, it's not easy to do. But the bottom line is, is if we want to be blessed, we got to be obedient to God. So, he, he's, he's, he's giving Israel here, he, he's laying out a choice for them, okay? He's telling them, listen, God wants to use you. God wants to use you as an example to all other nations. And here's your choice. He's going to use you for a higher calling. He's either going to use you you hot. I'm hot. <laughs> Chad, sip, kick that down a little bit. He said, I, he said I'm, I'm going to use you as an example to all other nations. Okay? Now your choice is, is to be used as a blessing or as a cursed nation. I'm going to make it so obvious that if, you obe if you're obedient to me, I'm going to make the blessings on the nation of Israel so obvious that the world only can tell, that the, they can only come to the conclusion that, that it's, it's a blessing from God. Or I'm going to curse you so that the world will know that, that you are such a cursed nation and the curse is so great that it only can come from God. 
That's a bunch, isn't it? Either way. He said, but here's your choice. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the choice to make. Be obedient or disobedient. Okay? Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, and the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be uh, you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out and, and against you one, one way and flee before you seven different ways. He, everything that, that, that they're, they're going to touch or have a hand in or be involved in is going to be blessed if they be obedient. Their gardens, their ground, their houses, their homes, their kids. He's saying, you can't imagine the blessings that God is going to pour out on you for being obedient. In warfare, he's saying, your enemies will be no match. For being obedient. Verse 8. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. And all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which your Lord, uh, your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. This is all going to be done. It's going to be so obvious that no one has a doubt that they're God's people. You say, well, how, how in the world does that apply today? It absolutely applies today. Let me tell you something. If you are a child of God and you are being obedient to Him and you are walking in, in, in the right relationship with Him, there is, there is no doubt to people that you are different. Blessings are going to be poured out on you. You say, well, I'm not, I'm, I don't have, I'm not rich, but I'm not talking about money. It can come in the form of money. But I promise you every need will be met. And you'll be abundantly blessed. And have you you he will supply every need and more. And people around you will they will discern and know that there's something about you different. He said all other nations are going to, there's not going to be a doubt. They're going to know exactly that you're God's people. Verse 11, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, 
and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure in the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head of uh, the head and not the tail you shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today and are careful to observe them so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them he said you must commit yourself 100% to being obedient to the one true God and if you do that and you live by that, blessings are going to be poured out on you that the whole world's going to recognize. What well, do you think in the United States of America today we're living that way? I don't. I don't. I think the hand of God is being is being taken is being taken away from us because we are such a rebellious prideful bunch of people that we don't think we need God we don't think we need God in school we don't think we need God in government we don't think we need God anywhere especially in in the home therefore everything that God ordained is, is crumbling in it the marriage the family life So if we're being disobedient as a nation, why would we not expect anything but trouble? Shouldn't we? We're fixing to see that here in just a second. But because we're a bunch of hard-headed people and self-centered people, fallen nature, descendants of Adam, We know better what we need, we think, don't we? And, we, and we've got to live. We've, we've got to live and, and, and take part in a nation who is rebelling against God. Well, I got good news. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. And if I do that, I can still reap blessing. God will protect me from the shrapnel from everybody else around me for the most part. He will see me through and, and, and I will be able to endure this mess in which I live in. Now let's see what he says here about if we don't be obedient. Verse 15, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall be you be in the city. Cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall your, be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall be you be when you come in and cursed shall you be when you go out. 
The Lord will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until, the, uh, until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the plague cling to you until it, he has consumed you with the land which you are going in to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, and severe burning. Fever with, with the sword, with scorching, and with the mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish. That don't sound good, does it? I'm pretty simple-minded, not very educated, and didn't make good grades when I was in school, but I don't think I want the second choice. But rebellion, rebellion against God is what puts a nation or, or a, a people here. An attitude that we know better than God does. That we don't need Him. That's what puts us in this place. Verse 23, And your heavens which are, uh, and your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under you shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart. And you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually and no one shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, but another man shall lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but shall not gather its grapes. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be violently taken from you and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look at the at the uh, fail with longing for them all day long, and there shall be no strength in your hand. You want to know why? You, you want to know why? We lose our kids because mamas and daddies ain't be, aren't being obedient. Mamas and daddies aren't raising kids in the way of, in the way of the Lord. says right here they'll, they'll be taken from you. They'll, they'll, they'll be given to other nations. They'll be given to other people. They'll be given to other things. Why? Because God and His Word hadn't been set in their heart as young babies, as kids, as children. Verse 33, A nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land 
and the produce of your labor, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. So you shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs with severe boils that cannot be healed, and from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. The Lord will bring you and, and the king whom you set over you to a nation with neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you shall serve other gods, wood or stone. And you shall become an astonishment, a proverb, a byword among all the nations where the Lord will drive you. He said, people are going to look at you as nothing, Israel. You're going to be the, the, the smallest of the small. The, the, the least important of the least important. God is going to put so many curses on you that, that other nations are not even going to have anything to do with you. Bad place to be, isn't it? Why in the world, why in the world would a people be blind to those two choices? Because it's a condition of the heart. It's a heart condition. It's lost. These same principles that he's talking to Israel about apply to each and every one of us individually. And it's pretty much black and white to me. If I want to reap blessing and, and, and be prosperous and, and have those things, I've got to be obedient. Because if I'm not obedient, the only thing opposite of being obedient is, is trouble. It's turmoil. pain and yet we live in a world today that is pursuing trouble we live in a nation today that is doing everything this nation can to get away from God am I wrong we've let We've let Satanist infiltrate our government. A government that was established on the principles of God. And we've let open Satanist get into office and, 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 and start making decisions. So why in the world would we think that we're going to reap any blessings? say, well, there's not a lot I can do about Washington. You can do your part. I'm not just talking about Washington. I'm talking about every form, every level of government, down to, to, to the county, down to the city that you live in. But it's no wonder, it's no wonder 
that, that we are where we are today because we've been a disobedient bunch of people as a whole. And if, if great revival doesn't take place, you hadn't seen nothing yet. But revival has got to start in your home. It's got to start in your home. Revival can't start in Washington or in Austin or in Palestine or Corsicana or wherever the city government that you live in is. It's got to start at home. And I believe, I, I've told you this before, I believe we're going to see a, a, another great awakening. I do. But I know that each and every one of us has got to be right where we're supposed to be in our relationship with God for us to be what He's called us to be during that time. You say, well, what else can I be praying for you? Be praying. We're supposed to pray for all these people in charge. Pray that God will save them Satanists. Pray that He will turn their heart. Open their understanding. They'll see what they are and He'll save them. You say, well, I think they're too far gone. Ain't there that, uh -uh. Ain't too far, nothing's too far gone for God. Nothing. Nobody, no thing is too far gone for God. So get that mess out of your mind. But I want you here this morning to understand where, why we are where we are. Because we've been a disobedient bunch of people. We have scoffed at the things of God and His principles. And we have, we have blatantly said to Him that we don't need you to, to, for us to run our nation. That's essentially what we've said. We know what we need we know what religions we need to recognize we know what's best for a marriage we don't need to tell you to tell us that 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 the children that you gave us are, bo are boys or girls we can decide that a bunch of crap it is but the, that's why our nation is where it is today it's because we've been a rebellious people and we need a revival we need a real revival we need a great awakening one that would sweep this land one that that, that will drive people to the church. Now, now, what do you think that's going to take? You know what I think it's going to take? A bunch of this stuff that's in this book here about being disobedient. Bad stuff. Stuff that will so bad that the only way, there is no doubt in people's minds and hearts that the only place to turn is to God. 
that they can't get any relief from anywhere else that the only place and the only thing they can do is get on their knees and cry out to Him. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. So desperate. People being so desperate and so backed into a corner that the only thing they can do the last resort is to cry out to Him. Because as long as there ain't no trouble, why would they turn? Right? As long as everything's comfortable, why in the world would we just one day as a people, a bunch of rebellious people, decide that, oh, I think we're just going to go back to serving God? Ain't going to happen. I don't know where I was at. Uh, about 40. You shall carry much seed to the field, but gather a little in, for the locusts shall consume it. Y'all hear? That's kind of funny. Did y'all see the thing this week about the locusts in Washington? Biden getting on a plane, and there was a locust on the back of his neck. And so it was for the first time, and I guess it takes locusts like, years and years and years to what do you, what do you call it uh, where they develop and so this year all of a sudden in the northeast from what I understand they all hatched and there's just like this drove of locusts up anyway he was getting on the plane the other day and there was one on the back of his neck they had a picture of one on his neck locusts shall consume your trees and produce and the produce of your land the alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you and you shall come down lower and lower. How, how, how many of these how many of these uh, well, never mind. How shall uh, he shall lend to you both uh, Verse 44, he shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue, over, pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you a sign of and a wonder and on your descendants forever because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger in thirst in nakedness and in need of everything and he will t put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you no longer are we a sovereign nation well we claim to be, but we're owned by China and whoever else. We owe China so much money that, that we'll never get out of debt. Used to, nations from, from all over would borrow from us. Sound familiar? And now we're in debt to everybody. 
Lines up pretty good right here, doesn't it? Where went I at? The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar. From the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand. Any of y'all speak Chinese? A nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly, nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. That they shall not leave you grain, new wine, or oil, or the increase of your cattle and offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. They shall besiege you at all the gates into your high and fortified walls in which you trust. Come down throughout all your land. And they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given to you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters whom the Lord your God has given you in the siege and the desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you. Drive you to eating children. The sensitive and very refined man among you will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife and his bosom, and toward the rest of his children whom he leaves behind, so that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children whom he will eat. Because he has nothing left in the siege of desperate straits in which your enemies shall distress you at all your gates. The tender and delicate woman among you who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughter. Her placenta with which comes out from between her feet and her children whom she bears for she will eat them secretly for lack of everything in siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all the gates. Pretty bad, ain't it? If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that were written in this book, that you may fear the glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sickness. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid and they shall cling to you also every sickness every plague which is not written in this book for of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you're destroyed you shall be left few in numbers whereas you were as the stars of heaven in multitude because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God and it shall be that just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you to nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess. You say, how in the world could he rejoice over you? Because he was intending to use Israel as, as an example. To he, he was going to use Israel to glorify him whichever choice they made. If they chose to be blessed, like I told you earlier, 
Everyone would knew that those blessings were so great and so, so plentiful that they could only come from God and God would be glorified. And if they chose to be cursed, that those curses are going to be so great and so multiplied and so bad that, that, that only God could, could have given and put those curses on them, therefore He would have been glorified. That's how He was going to rejoice over them. Verse 64, Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from the end of the earth to another. And there you shall serve other gods which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood or stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. But there the, the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you shall say, Oh, that it were evening. And in the evening you should say, Oh, that it were morning. Because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. And the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships by the way of which I said to you, You shall never see it again. And there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies, male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. Talk about being done with a bunch of people. If they chose curse, wouldn't even anybody want them to be a slave? Breaks down pretty simple for me. The way I see it, I need to be obedient. The way I see it, I need to be obedient. Because if I want to experience blessings, you say, well, my kids... They're grown and gone. Yeah, mine are almost grown and gone too, but I'm still considered the authority figure of this family. You say, well, mine are married. I know. You're still, Daddy, you're still the authority figure. The way you live still affects your family. Even though they may have families of their own. But the way I see it, we need to be obedient. And we need to get on our knees and pray that God would bring a great awakening to this country. Such a great awakening that revival takes place. And we turn back to His principles and being obedient to His Word. Because until that happening, happens, we can't experience blessing. We can't experience blessing. As long as we're rebelling as a people, we're going to get the ladder. We're going to get the ladder. I don't know about you, but I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. I want, I, I want to experience God's blessings. His fruitfulness in all that we touch and experience. Even through, the, even through the tough times, there's blessings when you're His people and you're being obedient. Because you can get that peace. 
He can provide you peace. But if you're being disobedient and you're living outside the will of God, there ain't no peace. It's misery. It's misery. But as God's chosen people, we don't have to be miserable in this world we live in. We don't have to be miserable in this world we live in. In these circumstances in which we're planted, we can rejoice. We can rejoice in each and every one of those knowing that He is King of kings and Lord of lords. And that He's promised to see His people all the way through. All the way through. Let's bow our heads for prayer. David Kelly, would you dismiss us?